Awesome. Well, welcome back to Affiliated with ClickBank. I'm Thomas McMahon, and I'm joined here by a great guest, Ryan Croissant. Is that right? <laughs> Thank you. That's right. <laughs> Ryan that Croissant. That's right. Thank I always you. get that with my my last name. People are like, is it McMahon or something? I'm like, probably, but just recognize it and McMahon's fine. Exactly. I either get croissant or something else. <laughs> I love it. Well, Ryan's here from Perfect Biz. You've been, gosh, how long have you been a platinum client on ClickBank now? Oh, a long time now. Um, maybe a decade almost. I don't know. Something, yeah. something like that. No, a lot of amazing earnings, some really cool businesses. And would you have mind just for our listeners giving us like a 30, 15,000 foot view, if you will, of the kind of space you're operating sure. in? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I first got started online, I got started way back ago, back in the early 2000s. You know, it was absolutely a different world back then. And the opportunities were, were quite different. But I found myself uh, quickly finding my way into the information marketing world, and uh, at that at the time, and you know, still now, ClickBank was a real powerhouse in the in the space. And I started selling digital information originally in the rock climbing niche oh, of cool. all things that, yeah. um, back in I think it was 2005, 2006, and that's when I launched my first program on ClickBank, and then I created you know a fixed term continuity program for the rock climbing space where they were being charged monthly but just over a period i think of nine months or something like that and you know had a few offers back then in, in ancillary niches we did uh, study guides for college students we did a lot of different stuff and then when i really got into the information space it was stemming from we had a, a large e-commerce business that was growing and we decided we wanted to start to teach folks how to actually build an e-commerce business the way that we did it. And we sort of believed we had the right structure of how to scale this type of business. And we did this almost as a, an incubator. Mm -hmm. Our idea of scaling our business was to partner with other individuals. So we leveraged our information business to find students that were thriving and then actually create a partnership with them. And that sort of theme kind of carried throughout many things that I've done is I've always looked at, well, how do I get the heads I win, tails I don't lose scenario, <laughs> right. right? Have your and cake and eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm mean, a little greedy Why in not? that regard, yeah, right? Not. You know, And I just think if you're gonna do something, you might as well try and think strategically about it so that you can set up really, really great win-win situations. So over the years, I've done a lot of different things. I've exited from um, the e-commerce businesses I've been involved in, the last one, was last year. Um, I've now gone sort of headfirst back into the information marketing world, teaching more about building businesses and in the finance space as well, and uh, absolutely loving it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then I imagine as you grow, grew these businesses and are growing these businesses, are affiliates a major source of traffic for you, or is it yeah. a mix? Like, yeah, where does it lay? Yeah, 100%. You know, one of the things I've always loved about the digital world or even e-commerce world is that there are so many other people that are within those markets that you can create synergistic partnerships with. And they could be competitors, they could be just someone running sort of content websites within that general niche. And that really allows you to leverage credibility for those individuals, either their existing audience or the audience that they're growing. And as you know, those types of conversions are hard to come by when you're buying traffic on any of the myriad of platforms that have either come and gone or the ones that continue to stick around today. And so for us, one of the things that we've always focused on and the way that I've looked at it is like, okay, I wanna create again, a structure where heads I win, tails I don't lose. If I'm focused on using affiliates to grow my business, I don't want to be sort of siloed that that's the only thing 
that I'm doing, right? right? I want to leverage that and say, wow, I'm super generous. I'm getting, paying great commissions. They're loving the programs, great you know, return for them. But I wanna take that money and put it into maybe another traffic source. For me, it's always been Google. Like mm. I love going after Google organic and I love going after Google paid search. And it's just so much opportunity, especially now with YouTube and other kind of platforms and partners that get, that Google has, there's so much growth opportunity. I love that. Yeah, and we talk about that a lot on the podcast, right? It's like affiliates can be a rising tide because yes. they kind of, Kyle Kosestia put this out there, right? It's, it almost lets you split test across a lot of different traffic totally. verticals you can do yourself initially. And then, yeah. oh, like this is really working. Let's either partner with this affiliate or go deeper into this traffic source if they're leveraging. 100%. And, that and, way. and I always looked at, for me, you know, I love to eat food, probably like many people, <laughs> you know, like a uh, great passion of mine. <laughs> but here, here's the thing, you know, if you go to a restaurant in, in your city, wherever you are, and you know, one day it's absolutely amazing. You're telling all your friends about it. And then you go back and it's like, eh, it's okay this time. I don't know exactly what happened. Maybe you don't say, don't go there. But if that happens a couple of times, next thing you know, like you're not going there, you're going somewhere else. Right. And it, in the conversion world from an affiliate, someone might be promoting your offer and they're making hundred percent return or they're just making great commissions off their email list or their visitors or whatever it might be. But then if that starts to dwindle, most of these affiliates are gonna start shopping around for other opportunities to at least compare or at least find a better opportunity to monetize that traffic. And I never wanted to be in a situation because I had somebody that I knew that had a number one product on ClickBank. And then it was like, he'd been running there for years. And then all of a sudden there was a hotter offer, yeah. right? And mm -hmm. then. If he, if he didn't have the structure in place, you kind of put yourself in a pretty pretty darn big predicament. Yeah, that's like the Dwight Schrute take on loyalty, right? It's like, <laughs> right. yeah, I'm loyal to this company, but there might be another company that pays me more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My loyalty and respects of loyalty more. So right? if you yeah. use affiliates as an opportunity to test, if you mm -hmm. use affiliates as an opportunity to grow the business, but then you build the business, like, and again, this should be sort of common sense and, and practical implementation. Um, you want to focus on different pillars for that actual business. You know, I always like to think if I'm building a table or a stool, you can make those with one leg, right? right. You know, but they're a little <laughs> rocky, right? Yeah. So you want to have the more legs, the better. And, and I think that's a, a good lesson for anybody, whether they're very, very advanced and doing really, really well, millions of dollars a month and beyond, or they're, they're newer, you know, focus on one, get one going, but always come back to sort of those basics of I need to have multiple areas of acquiring customers. Yeah, that makes tons of sense. Well, let's lean a bit into this. You're kind of telling me about this reverse pyramid structure you yeah. use for recruiting affiliates, which I love because we've talked about recruiting affiliates a ton, but there's so many ways to go about doing it and then different resonates with different people. Can you, so yeah, can you expand yeah, on so, that? So I came up with this after, I mean, as you know, like if, if you are known as an affiliate in, in any space, mm -hmm. you often get hit up in a, Ton of different ways, Skype, you know, yeah. Facebook Messenger, email. You're the homecoming all, queen at the all, front. Right? It's like, yeah. Everyone <laughs> yeah. is vying for your attention, yeah. right? And um, there's good ways of approaching people and not so good ways, right? Oftentimes people even reach out through ClickBank's marketplace and I just get an email like, oh, we'd, we'd love to whitelist you or you get whitelisted for something. Yeah. And it's like, I don't even know who you are, right? So I, I decided, well, if I'm not gonna be the one reaching out to affiliates, someone on my team is, I need to create an SOP, you know, standard operating procedure of like, how can we do this in a very strategic way that's going to allow us to get traction, right? Because everybody, no matter if you have experience in the industry before or not, 
you're starting really at zero, right? We've been in a lot of different verticals. I've been in everything from potty training to golf, to rock climbing, to finance, to e-commerce, <laughs> yeah. to medical grade devices. You know, I'm like all over the board. So when I got specifically in the medical grade device um, niche, I didn't know anyone, right? So none of my contacts, none of my network means anything. So we use this reverse pyramid to be able to recruit our first affiliates. And the idea is that basically you flip the pyramid on its head and instead of going after immediately the actual biggest, best affiliate that you can find, you do the opposite. You start with the lower rung where you're looking for, maybe it's the content site that's ranking, ranking in Google for a bunch of terms related to your, your products, services, whatever that might be. If I was selling skincare, that might be, you know, a guide on skincare for women over 50, you know, or something like that. Um, and they're on page two. They're not even on page one, right? <laughs> right? Like, but you're starting to reach out to these people. And what happens is you create this momentum track downward towards the best affiliates. Mm. So a few things happen. One, your actual employee or whoever's doing the outreach starts to book some wins because it's a heck of a lot easier to get someone to sign up for your affiliate program when you have no affiliates that have tested it, you know, anything like that, right? Um, when you're getting someone who's maybe like on a tier or two below the high end, right? Where they're right. like, give me your EPCs, what traffic's are, you know, all this sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You don't have any of this data, right? So that helps them build confidence. That actually helps them craft the messaging of how they reach out to these affiliates. And it will differ based on, hey, is that a content website? Do they have an email list? Are they a competitor? What are related product? Whatever it might be. But they start to stack these wins. And then as you get down and into it, what you start to find is you start to find, well, what are the similar sites related to that one? And so in our instance, we were selling at a device that cost almost $1,000. It's mm -hmm. a medical type device. And I started to see, well, isn't that interesting? Like this individual is promoting our product. They're generating some sales. Well, let's do a quick search using some tools like Hrefs and different stuff like that. What other sites are incredibly similar to that? And then just kick that over to our employee and then they start going after all of those. Next so they're thing, doing the outreach and they're doing- Yeah, yeah. calling mm -hmm. people. I mean, you can do a lot of different stuff, right? So the idea is it's easier to connect with the sort of lower end affiliate that might only maybe make a sale a day or you know five sales a month. In our instance, we're selling again, a physical good, it's higher end. Every sale counts, right? right. You know, we get, um, uh, you know, a hundred sales from affiliates, that's a hundred thousand dollars, right? So it's yeah. a lot of money. Um, so you're building that up, but then eventually sort of the cream rises to the top because one of the things that I have found that in my experience, um, the, the most blunt way to say it is that a lot of people, vendors, they've become a bit lazy and, you know, fed by big affiliates yep. where mm -hmm. it's like, oh, hey, I just got these five guys. They're, they're basically- percent of my traffic. Yes, and like <laughs> exactly. And they sort of, <laughs> yeah. everyone else is left to fend for themselves, yeah. you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but when you take it from the mind of, again, heads I win, tails I don't lose. Like if I can nurture some of these smaller affiliates and help them, right? I mean, it'd be look at their site or, you know, whatever it might be and just, you could maybe make, if you're very knowledgeable, you might be able to make a 10 minute video and say, hey, you do these things, your conversions are gonna double, yeah. right? Or I knew 
what keywords we were making sales from, from Google ads, but we weren't really heavily invested in, and we haven't in a lot of our businesses, but we weren't heavily invested in like, oh, we need to build out sites and rank number one for all these things. But I could go to these content people and say, hey, these are the five keywords you should be going after, right? right. And that's a huge value add to them. Um, and they would promote competitors and stuff like that too. And there's, and the more helpful you are to them, maybe the more likely they are to promote you the most, you right. know? Yeah. And so again, I think about that long-term relationship and, and just really doing everything I can to enhance it. And so when you're in this reverse permitted structure, like, are you yeah. finding that these smaller affiliates that you may be starting with, are they potentially growing into a larger or then how do you take someone that's maybe They small? can, yeah. yeah. Like mm -hmm. it, it depends on the affiliate. So, sure. You know, one of the times that really solidified this for me was I knew someone that was an affiliate manager for an e-commerce platform. Okay. Yeah. And they were trying to break on the scene and they ended up doing a similar model, actually. They were reaching out to a lot of these content type sites and they ended up eventually going public, this e-commerce mm -hmm. platform. They eventually really overtook the other um, main competitor within that space. And I know one of those affiliates who was very small. I mean, he was making him only a five sales a month or something like that. But eventually they ended up selling their business for multiple millions of dollars oh, wow. because yeah. they had grown and they strategically were assisting this individual. So I think they definitely can. That is one sort of part of that strategy. The better philosophy in my mind is to realize that, well, if I have nobody promoting my affiliate program or very few, and maybe it was like a one-off or something mm -hmm. like that, by the time I start making my way through the bottom of this reverse pyramid, which again, could be a month, it could be six months, it depends on how many affiliates and what niche you're in. But as the time I get to the bottom to the bigger affiliates, we're gonna have so much more data, Yeah. right? So by the time I got to some of these big individuals, I could go to somebody and say, hey, our number one affiliate is converting at 6%. Here's his actual stats, right? And they can compare that to any competitors that they're promoting. Or I could say, hey, they're promoting on organic, or hey, this person is promoting on paid search, or this one's YouTube, or whatever it is. I have so much more data, and I just have a more variety of affiliates that it makes it easier to open that conversation. Yeah. Because here's the thing you don't want to do um, in affiliate recruitment, in my opinion, because I get these emails all the time. <laughs> it's like, hey, we would love for you to promote our product. And then they will ask me, what is your preferred traffic source, <laughs> right? Well, here, here's the thing. Um, if you don't know how I'm sending traffic, how do you know that it's gonna be a good opportunity, right? And I think that comes to like building a relationship, doing some research, you know, there's so many investigated spy tools that you can use nowadays to see how sites are getting traffic, what their breakdown is, social, paid search, you know, email, whatever it might be. And you can even see, on, on affiliate offers that are promoting, like how are they getting traffic? Mm -hmm. And so if someone's affiliate manager or you as an individual, if it's you first, hasn't done that, that is like the worst type of outreach you can do. So the customization that this allows you by going sort of in the reverse order, it just makes it so much easier for me. And again, I could be completely wrong. I could have been wasting our time and we could have made a lot more money the whole time, but it makes sense to me. And the does, reason yeah. that it makes sense to me is because I remember when I had a uh, a rock climbing ebook, you know, selling for nineteen dollars and ninety five cents. Like, you know, again, I don't even think Facebook was out at the time, right? right? And it was like, how am I going to get traffic here? And I'm looking at Google, and 
And I hear about this thing called affiliates because the product was on ClickBank. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, well, who's who's selling ClickBank or who's selling ClickBank products as an affiliate in the climbing space? There was nobody. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, do I go reach out to Climbing Magazine, you know, climbing.com, like Rock and Ice, like these big companies, like they don't know who I am. Yeah. So for me, that's where it really started to make sense, where it's like, I can't go to them immediately. Yeah, no, I love what you're talking about here is you're kind of building that foundation for your team, right? That yes. standard operating procedures, the team members who are doing this, you're letting them cut their teeth. Yeah. Not on affiliates that don't matter, right? Because they do matter. Every sale matters. Every affiliate right. can grow, right? But on these ones where it's like, if you strike out on your biggest fish out there, their yeah. first at bat, you're going to be like, oh, now what? <laughs> Destroys confidence. And, yeah. and, and here's, the, here's the trick, you know, at the end of the day, I would rather have 50 affiliates that on average say make me 10 sales a month than one affiliate that makes me 500. Yeah. Well, you if know? you go wide, you can probably go deep too. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's like that, that once you've gone wide, mm -hmm. it's a heck of a lot easier to drill down deep. Yeah. Right. And we so, talk about that ascension model, right? Like you've acquired these affiliates. How are you now getting more juice for yeah. the squeeze from them? How do you? Yeah form an actual partnership with these people. Totally. Yeah. And I think that there can be different things. Like I know in the past I've acquired content sites mm -hmm. that affiliates mm -hmm. created and they were running within our niche. And then as as the owner, to them it might be worth, you know, a few thousand dollars a month in cash flow. Right. But for us, it's actually worth a lot more because they're promoting other stuff. We have now have a platform where we can add more content. They have maybe an email list or maybe they're not building an email list. Another place we can place retargeting pixels. So again, if you think from a strategic standpoint, some of these smaller ones, like you, you might be able to start just scooping up these sites at bargain prices. Yeah, that's smart. Um, and, and then also you can start advertising to their audience. Mm -hmm. You know, you can create all sorts of little deals with them on, on how you can advertise. And, and just diversify your revenue streams too, because the other affiliate revenue they're making from probably your competitors. So yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Like I, I learned this from a true OG in the, in the, in the space, John Reese, mm -hmm. you know, I have no idea what he's doing these days, but you know, he was the the first guy that really broke through in like the information space, you know, did the million dollar day like way back when, um, which was basically the, you know, four minute mile in our, right. in our space. And one of the things that he talked about is people were saying like, oh, you know, let's run a contest to who can rank number one in Google and all this stuff. And he's like, I, I win, you know? And they're just like, they didn't understand. He goes, I will just buy the right. site ranking number one. <laughs> yeah. And to me, I was like, isn't that interesting? You know, his mind didn't go to, oh, it's going to take six months to do this and do that and all this sort of stuff. He's like, no, I'm just going to buy the source, right? And so- Someone else has done the hard work, right? Yeah. yeah so mm -hmm. it's like, if you have the ability, it's a great way to eventually maybe even acquire some of these affiliates. And it, and it really can be beneficial to, to both sides. That makes a ton of sense. Can we go into the team a little bit? Like how, so when you're starting, let's say new niche or maybe yeah. someone who's let's let's assume maybe someone is like let's say an e-commerce seller or they've had some success they have some resources yeah but they're breaking onto affiliates for the first time okay um like when they're doing this model what kind of team do they need to execute on this and what resources does that team need to actually have success yeah i think always start simple you know it, it's for me basically i created an sop of like what it what it looked like to reach out to somebody right and the first part of that is understanding who they are. So do like a little bit of research and get their contact information. These days, there's so many tools like hunter.io. Um, you can use like Ahrefs, you can do who is lookups, you can do reverse Sound IP, rush, right? like yeah. you can do all sorts of different things to, to locate information. 
however you end up doing it, you want to get some information and then you just simply reach out to them. Now, to be honest, some of these people that are on like the tier three level, they might be in Israel or they might be in Vietnam or wherever, you know, sometimes they're in the United States, but um, they're often roaring to go, right? They're, they're very excited. And um, I have found from experience that sort of when you're starting off, it's very, very kid gloves, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're connecting with these people that they don't even have a ton of ex affiliate marketing experience to begin with, some yeah. of these people. Maybe they have some, but in, oftentimes they're making usually maybe less than $10,000 a month as an affiliate. Right. Um, so they're kind of connecting them in, in a much more personal way and it's more um, needs-based. So you'll look at them and maybe they're creating comparison guides or just like general niche content and you kind of are presenting ideas for them. And we would always, we would let our contact say, hey, you know what, can our, the graphic designer create some custom images for them? Can mm -hmm. the graphic designer, mm -hmm. you know, do whatever they might need? And so that was a, a leverage point for us. So for me, you need some point of contact. Uh, for some vendors, that might just be you. And right. that's okay to start because you right. know, mm -hmm. you know that. Otherwise you need, an affiliate manager. And I, I would say if there's someone who's worked for like another firm before, that's totally fine. But sometimes those people are being bombarded with contacts. So it's a little bit rougher around the edges. And so their communication style goes from you're receiving tons of applications and you're sort of sifting and sorting to now you're on the other side of that coin and you're sort of reaching out. Mm. So your communication shifts, right? They've got to understand that, right? Eventually you want to get to the other side, right? right. Where everyone's coming <laughs> to you, but that's not generally how it starts. And then you just have a way to track it. So um, we've used a, a myriad of different project management tools, okay. but yeah. whatever is best for you, you need to know. Something like a Monday or a Notion or yeah, something Yeah, like even that, an or... Excel spreadsheet sure. that is like more advanced where you're seeing like, okay, we've reached out. You, br I break it into categories. These are content affiliates. These are paid traffic affiliates. These are maybe influencer affiliates, whatever that category might be. And then you have, okay, here's what we've been reaching out with. Here's kind of the response, you know, and you're kind of breaking this down, right? And then we also create sort of um, an accountability sort of follow-up. We'll always like check in on affiliates and we'll, you know, let them know um, if they hit certain thresholds. Maybe we didn't announce it on the affiliate page, but they'll log everything, right, and track it and we'll like give them bonuses, right? Mm -hmm. And again, mm -hmm. early on in the early days, really taking care of those smaller ones can be incredibly rewarding because by the time you get to the bigger ones, everything's so much more enhanced. And, and the only thing that changes, the, the input's basically the same. The output is what's different. So instead of mm. you getting you know 10 sales a month or 100 sales a month, you maybe get 1,000 from that affiliate. And now instead of giving them a bonus of $1,000, you just give them $10,000, right? right? You know, it's like, the, it's just tweaking, right? So. I think understanding what are the simple things that you're going to do through that process and keeping it as basic as possible. For us, part of the metrics is what's that response rate, that initial response rate you're getting. Because if you're struggling to get a response from someone who's you know, on page three, maybe they're getting 4,000 visitors or something a month to their website, you know, it's not that much and you can't get a response. Well, we need to do some work there yeah. before we're trying to get to the 
to the agency that's managing, you know, 50 email lists in the keto space or whatever it might be. Right, if you're right? striking out in the minor leagues, you're gonna Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> have some work majors, to do. Right? Yeah. yeah, you definitely have some work to yeah. do. Now this resonates a ton. I used to work in link building. That was okay. kind of what I did before ClickBank, yeah. right? And it was, I'd write guest blogs across the internet. Yeah. And if if you know, if you've got a site and you say you're accepting guest blogs, you get flooded with things, uh, yes, right? Of course. And so being able to come above that influx and be able to actually get a response from a webmaster was like something we geeked out on and like totally. what's the subject line what how are we pitching an article and we learned is like the more specific you can get if you can add value if we found a broken link on their site or something right. let them know that like hey by the way this is broken and hey i thought i could write you an article on this right the expert response plans went way up so it's all these little hacks you can do to actually help someone out 100 percent get that response yeah stand out right you know you, you go back to the old salesman tactic days where trying to get the get through the gatekeeper, what, what would they do? Well, they send a, a pie in right. the mail, they send a briefcase, you know, or they send, you know, all sorts of random things, some huge box, right? It's just getting attention. In our world, that's the hardest thing to capture. So we need to capture their attention in some way that's meaningful, that again, as you said, separates us from all of these other people that you know are sort of in the bombarding train. You know, yeah. They've just done this to 5,000 websites and shotgunned it out there. So for me, I have found, you know, personal touch, being empathetic, like going the extra mile and just being like, hey, here's our here's our affiliate members, like, or, you know, resources, swipes, whatever it might be. But hey, let's create some custom stuff for you. And if they're an SEO affiliate, they're gonna know that, well, it's better to have unique images or it's better to do this type of thing. And so if we're providing that for us, they're gonna take us a lot seriously. 100%, yeah. Well, I love this because it's, I think a big misconception that we deal with here at ClickBank, right? Is people come in going, oh yeah, I just will put it on the platform right. and traffic will just come in. It's yeah. like, I wish. <laughs> that sounds S great. Sadly, this isn't yeah. field of dreams, right? Yeah, exactly. But what you're describing here is like, no, you're building out, you're being intentional. Like you said, the rock climbing thing, right? There wasn't any affiliates in that space when you went into yeah. it on ClickBank. But you still use a platform like that to take care of all the work you don't want to do. Yes, exactly. And then you go out and actually do the research and do the work to recruit those affiliates. Yeah. You've got that platform. And then you rise your gravity score up because you've now got affiliates promoting it. And then other types of niches can start looking in or other types of affiliates mm -hmm. are going, oh, what's well, this rock climbing guide? Yeah. It's interesting. Other things start to naturally happen, right? You know, this was, again, very early days for me. But I don't know if it was because of being seen elsewhere or because of whatever it was, but eventually a company similar to like a private equity type company that bought actual sites, that was their whole business. They would buy and have a huge portfolio of content sites came in and bought that business mm, from me. Okay. And they loved that it had info products. Some of them were one-off, some recurring. Loved that it had an email list. Loved that it was sort of like an authority within that niche. They loved that I had AdSense and, you know, a lot of different stuff, right? It wasn't just like one thing. For them, they're like, I wanna buy it and keep it online for 20 years. They still have that site online oh, today, that. you know? And this is like at least 12 years later, maybe, no, 14, 15 years later. <laughs> oh, that's it's cool. crazy. Yeah, I always love that because it's like, I, I ask people sometimes like, are you building an offer or are you building a business? Yeah. Right, and it's like, an, and one can turn into the other. Totally. But a lot of times you just see like the offer creators. Yes. And they're just spitting out a new offer, a new offer, a new offer, a new offer, hoping that one hits. Yeah. Versus going, okay, how are you actually building this into a sustainable business with multiple revenue streams and stability that 100%. can grow 
fast or incrementally year over year. That's, yeah, I think yeah. that's the perfect frame. And I, and I should have started with that. So um, if you think about everything that I'm talking about here, the reason that I'm doing this the way that I'm doing it is when I've created businesses, I've always thought long-term. Mm -hmm. It's great to make quick profits, but I've always believed it's better to sacrifice those early profits for long-term success. And that's why I've always navigated to you know, a strategy like if when I did tons of SEO, the thing that I never knew that someone, well, I don't know why they would never do this is I would say, so how are you picking your keywords? Oh, I'm just doing commercial intent ter terms. Okay, which ones are converting? I have no idea, right? <laughs> Versus I would buy traffic. I didn't care if I lost money, but I wanted to know which terms made sales. Right. Because mm -hmm. then I would want to rank for only those terms. Because uh, if I sent mm -hmm. 500 clicks on whatever keyword and I made no sales, why would I spend all the time, effort, and energy to try and rank in Google for that, right? And so I always had this mindset, build for the long-term. It's totally normal for a long-term business to sacrifice those early profits. And then you have something much, much greater value. Yeah, that can, that's now easier to scale because you've built yeah. that stability into that baseline. Totally. Well, this is great. Is there somewhere people can go? I think you mentioned that you've got some downloads or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If so, if people want to get a visual representation of kind of this process and mm -hmm. something that they can give to, you know, someone on their team or utilize themselves, um, I create basically some internal documents that I'll give you access to. Just go to perfectbiz.com slash clickbank. So perfectbiz.com slash clickbank. Perfect. Yeah, I'll be included, include that in the show notes and all the descriptions and all that good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you, Ryan. This is really cool. Like this, yeah, you've hit on a lot of pain points that people are trying to break into. I want to flip print my offer, have yeah. a very clear strategy and tactic that they can employ to actually start getting traction, which is one of the hardest things to start, so. Yeah, traction, look, you know, every single day you'll find from what, from my experience, it just starts to snowball yeah and that traction not only for the business but for all the employees is incredibly powerful people start to get excited the affiliates start to get excited because as you get more affiliates you can do great prizes you can do fun contests all these things and it just makes things so much more um, stable and secure i love that yeah awesome well, thanks ryan we'll end up end it there and happy scaling everybody do check out that link in the description below to ryan's guides there and cheers thank you